Hello and welcome to WN35 Music Podcast. It's been a little bit of time since we've been with you for one of our big episodes, but myself, Rob, Key and Jay are back to talk all things music and talk quite a lot about, actually, Northern music with a big focus on Northwest music. As I mentioned before, I'm Robert Lee and I'm joined by Kieran Makin and James McNeil. Hello, gentlemen. Welcome. Hello. Good evening. I know we've kind of forgot how to do podcasts. You know, it's been that long. Um, it seems strange now that's you know we we started the podcast before lockdown with one in person we're now allowed to meet up again and we still almost like there's a reluctance to like no i'm not going to share a room with that person i'm going to sit at home instead uh but we're still podcasting. yeah that's true you to be that, that's probably the main reason but i like to say the other one so i feel better <laughs> d all of the above <laughs> anyway let's bring it back to music and what better place to start with one of our presenters hometown stockport and it's all he ever talks about so what 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 a chance to talk about on our podcast the blossoms they've released their fourth studio album ribbon around the bomb uh, it was released at the end of april if you've not listened to it go and have a listen to it it's fantastic jay i would like to have your full synopsis of it please your roundup your one <laughs> get this gets the bible out <laughs> <laughs> well it is just amazing in like a few words it's just amazing it's my second favorite bottoms album so far but it has that potential to grow um so there's so many just fantastic songs and i've got a little bit on all of them really actually because there's just not a bad song on there because I think you go, you got, you starts off with like the writer's theme, you've got the writer in the middle and then the last chapter. So it's like, it's got a nice like character art throughout the whole album, really ties it all in together very nicely. Um, and then the first proper song is Ota, New York City or NYC, I just say, which is just a fantastic song about all the places the songwriter Tom likes to go with his girlfriend when they go visit New York. And they did a like a listening party on Twitter um last week i think or the week before like fairly recently and i gave out with a fun fact about this song like netflix went to them asking if they could do a soundtrack for like a love scene montage in a film so they came up with this song netflix chose another one they liked it enough anyway they just slapped on the album like, as you do if somebody asks you to write a song and they don't take it use it yourself yeah what's not to love I mean, I, I listened to this album today um, and there was a lot. I got a lot of like, I wouldn't say early Smith influence, but I did get quite a lot of like Johnny Marr jangling guitar influence to it. And I really liked it. Um, I'm desperately trying to think which one it was. Um, I think it might have been Born Wild. I think had a bit. Well, I, I, I was driving all the way home today listening to it going, what does this song remind me of? And I've still not figured it out yet, but I want to say something along the lines of there is a light that never goes out, which is if you're going to base a song around something, what a tune. Um, but Key, when you threw this, when you, when you threw this in the running order and said, this is what we're going to talk about. And we were like, uh, we've never actually listened to it. I think <laughs> I've listened to it on repeat. Um, when I say we, me and Key, I didn't listen to it. <laughs> okay. Jay had obviously listened to it somehow before it came out. Um, you know, he, he grew up with it somehow, even though it's only just come out. Um, you know, and we kind of listened to it on repeat. Keith, just what's, what's your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, just echoing a lot of the sentiments that you guys have already mentioned. I mean, 
you know, I, I was obviously keeping up to date with the singles that preceded the album, obviously Ribbon Around the Bomb, Curve or um, all those types of tunes. And then obviously when Jay said, well, I threw it out to you guys, then I was coming up with the running on. I said, is there anything you want to talk about? And Jay was just like, in usual fashion, uh, just a small, you know, matter of a new Blossoms album. And, and I actually hadn't realised it had been released. I knew it was coming, but I didn't realise, obviously, it was end of April, wasn't it, when it came out? Um, but yeah, I, I listened to it again, like Rob, for the first time in full today. Um, the first thing I'll say about Blossoms is I've listened to all four of their albums now, and every single one of them albums is just, you can listen to it start to finish. You, you, there isn't a track that I would skip. And sometimes when I'm making my playlists on Spotify for certain artists, I might leave out a couple of album tracks. Today, I just added the full album to my Blossoms playlist alongside the full other three albums that they've already done. Um, but yeah, the vibe I got, and I, I, there was a song, when you said Johnny Mayer Rob, I couldn't believe it, it's like Deja Vu, because I think it was, it's everything about you. I got very big Johnny Mayer. Uh, Johnny Mayer, The Messenger Vibes, his first um, solo yeah. album. That that was the one that really, I was like, yeah, that reminded me of it. Um, Kerfaw's got a bit of like old school, like Labour Club, party song to it a little bit the beginning anyway like a disco vibe to it yeah one. disco vibes yeah that kind of basically all i was doing all the way through was just bopping my head i was never up or down it was just that you know steady level of enjoyment i was like yeah this is catchy this is good different every every song has something different to it but what i think they're going for is obviously they they made the names with the first albums which were quite similar not completely similar but quite similar then obviously the third album foolish loving spaces was a bit more, we discussed this with other bands, a bit more like radio friendly. Let's, you know, take advantage of our popularity, get a bit poppy. But this, to me, feels like they're preparing to do massive slots at big festivals. As in, I think a lot of the tunes cater for all of the family, if you know what I mean. I can imagine older generations listening to them because very much, the most of the crowd of Lister Blossoms and Jay probably knows better than anybody is, you know, Jay's age up to your age, Rob, you know, 20 to 30, 20s to 30s, that kind of thing. You're not that's, quite 30. It's absolutely end, depressing but, that you've but, said 20s to 30s. He's at the top end. He's at the top <laughs> oh, end. Oh, good grief. Um, but that's what I'm the vibe I'm getting because I could I was listening to some of these songs and I was thinking I can picture them playing this when the sun's going down at Glastonbury. And obviously your Glastonbury is a different type of crowd. So that's the vibe I got from it. Um, my personal favourite is one you mentioned, Rob, and that's Born Wild. It was just, it had a bit more of a, not a darker feel, but it wasn't as jovial as the other ones, but it was yeah. the riff, the guitar, everything that was just strong and I loved it. But yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Great album. I can't I can't pick a uh, an a standout favourite at the minute. Ribbon around the bomb is probably the one that will 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 stand out at the moment. Um when you said they're preparing for festivals and stuff like that and headlining, we'll, we'll find that out in next month when we see them supporting the killers. Uh, Jay, I'm going to come back to you because I know you said that you had pretty much an anecdote on every song that was on there. <laughs> However, I want you to narrow it down to three. And three? It's three favourite anecdotes about songs and then give me your favourite song off the album. Okay, That's well, putting a man on the spot, that, isn't it? <laughs> it is. That's like well, saying, can you pick your favourite Oasis album? <laughs> easily uh, but and uh, controversial but back to the bottom the more important thing at the very moment in time i'll do two in one so my favorite song is visions i think that's seven minutes of music genius like it's just start to finish fantastic very rare like i find a song that, that long and i listen to it all, all the way through normally skip it after halfway through 
I've listened to it so many times, never skipped one, never had a try. And a little anecdote for this song as well, because I've got everything prepared for once. <laughs> um, so, like, when they were doing the listening party, one of the lyrics was, was I complete at 23? And it's kind of that, that self-reflection, like, saying, we've reached all these heights so far. Kind of like, is, is that it now? What's next? So this is really what this album's about. It's like trying to find that next step, I find, find anyway. Um, another song, let me just have a quick look. So yeah, I think so. You mentioned Born Wild, and there's I always mess up like pronouncing this name, but Ed, Edith Mechanis. Like, um, that's another like kind of Smithy inspired song. Mm. And I just think it's really good that even though they have travelled the world now, been all over, have so many different things. Much of their inspiration still comes from like the Greater Manchester, like Greater Manchester, the Northwest kind of vibe, like that kind of music. That's where they find their like their inspiration for all their songs and all the the poets not the poets sorry i was reading my notes there um, and inspiration for all the lyrics and stuff like that and all like the vibes of the song and finally just a quick little one so sulking poet very similar to how with like your girlfriend where he was reading online like fan page and stuff like that somebody showed him this online fan page where one of the fans called him a sulking poet so you're right i'll nab that like that so i'll use that as a song title there we go there we go. Have we, I think that was three anecdotes. We had Sulking Poet, Visions, and Bomb Wild. Bomb Wild and Edith McKenna's like kind of cheated and fitted two in there. I'll take, you know what, I'll let you have it. You know, it's a great album. It's very rare that you've done so much prep for a single, a single, a single section on, on this podcast, but what, you know, you've given us an insight there, and I I just can't add any more to that. It's a great album. It's probably added my to my uh, thing of saying I was wrong about the Blossoms all them years ago, and I'm going to continue to be wrong, and I'm just going to enjoy the music that they produce. Um, and I hold my hands up that I'm wrong because I'm that kind of person. Yeah. I hate to say I told you so, but I, I told you so. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I told you so actually was a song by New Order, which is another Manchester band. Anyway, it links everywhere. Links everywhere. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't use that as a segue. Um, so I'm just going to say this is the next section of the podcast. And we're talking about more new music, uh, which is in the um, shape of three it was three new singles by Falls. Uh, you had Wake Me Up, 2am and Looking High. You can listen to them all on Spotify. They're on there at the minute, uh, which is preceding the new album, which is going to be called Life is Yours, which I believe uh, Key's coming out in June. I think it's the 17th of June. Um, so big month for music is June. A uh, lot going on. Yeah, I mean, well, there's a lot going on. There's a lot that's gone on. I mean, you said before, Rob, about it. It's been a while and almost like, obviously, we have good intentions to try and do these as often as possible. But then you blink and it's the middle of May and <laughs> and you're like, Christ, um, this album's out. This album's out next month. There's 10 singles from such a body. And you're like, we're just playing catch up a little bit. But yeah, 17th of June, I think it is. Life is yours. Um, and, you know, I've, I've said this about Royal Blood gonna say it today and i'll probably say it for the rest of the year i think a lot of bands when they're making new music now and particularly because they can gig and tour and you know show this music to the world and to the fans again after covid i think a lot of bands are just having fun then they're just going into the studio they're not overthinking things they're just going they get they get a good vibe for something they're just going into the studio and laying down the track 
and just doing what probably brought them together as a band all those years ago and just having fun with the mates pretty much and, I, and again this vibe from Falls they've done a lot of the donkey work done a lot of the hard work to get to where they are now you know the, the festival headlining material this album feels like it's just going to be a bit of fun for them um, yeah you know, I d- they didn't really have like that meteoric rise they kind of had that slow and steady step by step by step but sometimes the, those ones where, where you get to, get to that and they're a bit more of a hard fought you look back and you go yeah we've actually done some quality music and now they're at a point like you said they're having fun and especially with i think it it was almost like each each song that's off that ep that's out of the minute which is the three songs i've just mentioned so looking high 2 a.m and wake me up it's almost like they kind of fit into each of the different sections of the journey mm-hmm. um i think it was wake me up pretty much had a bit of a, a holy fire um, feel to it, which is the 2013 album. Uh, I don't know what you think. Yeah, I mean the the verse and stuff is quite high pitched. Those high pitched vocals, what Yanis is, he's used across all the career. But yeah, Holy Fire was, and we'll come to Holy Fire in a bit, obviously, because I don't want to spoil it. But you know, end of the show, yeah, that's all I'll give you the hint. But we'll come to Holy Fire in a bit. But wake me up, yeah. And I think it's just, I think Wayne had a bit of everything for me. A bit of it was almost like an, an arch to everything that they've done in throughout their career. Um, you know, uh, look, is it looking high? I can't remember now. Looking high, you know, it, the beginning of it's got a bit of a two-door cynical feel about it, but then it goes into, you know, just, again a bit of everything in there. It just goes a bit mad for a bit, and just again they're just testing the walls, and they've always done that. They've always experimented with stuff, um, and then two a.m. is just a really that's a bit of a bopper, a bit of a, a catchy dance track maybe go into um, Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost Part 1 because they did that double album in 2019 and uh, there's a tune on there called In Degrees which had that like yeah, you know, boppy like repeatedly um, fast riff and it was just like almost like a trance track really where it's just the same beat all the way through but you can't help but like you know Bop Red and stuff like that um, but yeah just can't really say much else other than yeah they just you just want to have a bit of a, a vibe, a bit of a jam to them. But yeah, I think this album are going to be a bit of fun, a bit of testing the water. But also, like you said, Rob, going going back a, across that journey, what they've been on, and you know, snatching elements from all the different albums they've done and, and bringing them together. Yeah, I definitely think you've kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, they are having fun. Like Blossoms are having fun, and another band who are having fun with kind of the journey that they're going on at the minute is Arctic Monkeys. You know, they're gearing up for the seventh studio album, yeah. I believe. Mm, um, seven, yeah. which Matt Helders has said is kind of like it's almost ready to go which is which is exciting but he came out today and said that you know it's going to be nothing like Are You Mine which people kind of get in a get in a get in a trap of you know Are You Mine was the best that they ever did it's very very good but they were so complete with everything that they produced um you know they had a lot they had a lot to go on personally for me you can't get better than uh, Favourite Worst Nightmares as an album. I know, Key, you're a fan of uh, Suck It and See. Jay, yeah. you know, you're an AM fan. And I, you mind. It, I'm not saying it's not a great tune. It's fantastic. It's one of the best. And it's an absolute stomper. But Matt Elders has come out and said it's picking up where Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino left off. And Jay, how does hearing that, how does that make you feel about Arctic Monkeys' new music? It leaves me very conflicted because a band capable of producing songs such as Are You Mine, which I absolutely adore, 
I kind of want them just to do that over and over and over and over and over again. But I know that's unrealistic and I shouldn't expect that from a band. And then on the other hand, the more I listen to Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino, the more I like it and the more I can like, I can sit down, I can chill to it, I can vibe to it. So it's kind of like, well, I'm looking forward to the new music, but particularly deep down somewhere inside me, kind of just want another Are You Mine because I just love that style, like just upbeat, like in your face kind of music. Do you know, I don't, I don't think you're going to be waiting forever for another, another track, like, another track or another album like that. I think this kind of harps back to what um, Alex Turner said before um, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino came out, and that was he'd written everything he wanted to write on guitar. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that he was never going to write anything again. It was just like at that moment, his source of creativity and influence dried up on the guitar whether that was mainly down to his influences with last shadow puppets and how uh you know everything we come to expect uh took him in a direction because quite a lot of that is piano based um yeah i'm just conjuring up ideas but it might come back full circle him and miles Kane might get together for another last shadow puppets and suddenly there's loads of guitar in there again and that's how Artsy Monkeys get back doing stuff like Are You Mine. Key, you might have a completely different approach. No, I, to be honest, I agree with everything you've both said. Like Jay said, I am a bit conflicted. Um, I love Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino, um, whether you can do it twice. And I don't think it'll be as extreme as Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. And we'll not know until we actually hear something. But I don't think you can do that type of thing twice. But I also don't think you can do AM twice. I mean, AM really captured the the moment didn't it that was I don't know that just seemed to suit them at that time and they nailed it didn't they and it's it's probably it's arguably one of if not the best album not in my opinion obviously the first one will always be the best but I think it's definitely in the top three that they've ever done um so yeah a little bit conflicted but at the same time I agree with you Rob where there's that air of mystique about them now they're almost so big that they don't they can't escape the limelight ever but they, they do at the same time like people are always talking about them but they'll have four years just away and you don't really hear off them so i there's think that element to it as well i think the conflict um what we're feeling is we want them to do and are you mine a favorite worst nightmares a suck at your seat a humbug even again just to know that they can do it mm-hmm. But we also want them to do this new music to shoot, prove that they can do something else as well. Because yeah. they're not going to win now. They're that big now that they're not going to win. Because people say, oh, well, who do they think they are doing? Tranquility-based hotel and casino. And then if they just did, are you man over a god, they're going to go, well, they're a one-trick pony. It's like they're never going to win. They're never going to win that. You just got to accept them. They're producing music time and time again. Brilliant music time and time again. If it doesn't agree with you, that doesn't mean they've got worse. It just means that's not your taste um yeah. and i think you know because i know when hotel uh tranquility came out i was just like uh, not sure but then as the years progressed i was like and actually it's 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 decent so if this comes out and i'm going to be like uh you know i don't know in two years time i'm going to be like yeah it's actually quite good you know you know yeah i feel like that's how it's gonna it's gonna happen I do feel like I'll be a lot more open for this album as well, because I'm going into it knowing that it's not going to be an eye of mine, not going to be a favourite worst nightmare. I know it's going to be something a little bit different, maybe a little bit that I'm not used to. So I will go into it more with an open mind, more willing to accept it. I think because Tranquility followed AM, 
and people were like, whoa, what is this? That's kind of what kicked them down a bit. And people think that, you know, that that Tranquility was the worst album that they produced. They said that about Humbug. Mm. And it's you go back and listen to it. I mean, apart from the jeweler's hands, maybe, but it's like you listen to it and it's actually really good. And it, it's that transition, it's that journey that the that they're moving on. I'm just going to listen to it with an open mind. Yeah, the thing is, who knows? He might be, he might be bluffing. Um, you know, X Monkeys have been known, and especially when they were younger, but they've been known to have that little bit of tongue in cheek, haven't they? You know, Matt Elders and his mum always seem to be the ones promoting the album, which is just hilarious. Like <laughs> just getting his mum involved, which is which is top class. So I don't know, he might be bluffing, might not be. But the, the thing is, no matter what they do. They always have that back catalogue. And to be fair to them, when they play live, they do always dig out the classics as well. And I'll give them that. They'll always appease to the crowd, especially when they come back over to the UK. You know, on the last tour, they were playing tracks like From Rich to the Rubble and stuff like that, which are, you know, iconic tracks, really, that have, people have grown up with. Um, yeah, so I, to be fair, I'm just talking from my point of view. I remember when I, You Mine came out, and it was probably when I was just getting into indie music, and I literally... When people say, well, I had it on repeat all day, I li- like, legitimately had it on repeat all day. It was that good. It, it was everybody's ringtone on the phone. That's it how was, popular it was. But I think I've, as I've got older, and obviously, like you said, with the albums aging, Rob, and they're getting better with age, you sort of just learn to respect Humbug, Tranquility Base, those types of things a little bit more. But it doesn't mean you can't love the rest of what they do as well. So... Yeah, I yep. suppose we're all sitting firmly on the fence with uh, with Arts and Monkeys. I suppose they're so good that you can't really question anything. Yeah, sitting firmly on the fence. And do you know what? I'm probably going to end up liking it in the long run. So I'm going to say I'm thoroughly looking forward to it because it's just going to be different. And do you know what? They've probably had fun making it as well. Now, speaking of somebody else who always has fun making albums, and Mr. Making, you have put this man under singles and not under albums. And I'll have you know that his new album comes out uh next friday so if you sorry not next friday yeah next friday so if you're listening to this and thinking when the hell is next friday next friday is the 27th of may 2022 and i'm on about mr liam gallagher and his new album come on you know um i'm ready for it Mm -hmm. very much ready for it i was i'll be honest i was a bit dubious when he released everything's electric i was like oh no it's a difficult third album coming and then he released Come On You Know and Better Days. And I'm like, oh, no, it's fine. He's, he's, he's not going to have a, a problem. He's going straight to number one. <laughs> he's going to win another award for it. He's going to be completely fine. Uh, Jay, how excited are you for it? Um, I'm extremely excited. I love everything Liam Gallagher does. However, I do want to say, I thought the opposite to you. Like when Everything's Electric came out, I thought, yes, we're on for an absolute fire. Not a problem in the world. Like it's just Liam Gallagher being Liam, Ga- Liam Gallagher. It's fantastic. And then I heard Come On You Know, and it, it just left a little bit of a, a, a bad taste in my mouth that like he's trying to appease like the radio, the average listener, not just being himself, which has always been his main thing, but just himself making music no matter what. So it's kind of it left that weird thing in my mouth with Come On You Know because I feel like he was trying to appeal to a wider audience, get more people. But for the overall album, I'm over the moon like I cannot wait to hear it at all 
No, it will be good. Sorry, I had a brief interruption by my cat trying to knock over everything. <laughs> That's why I was a bit slow on the response there, Jay. It's interesting that you were the opposite with come on, you know, and everything. I get what you mean with come on, you know. I just thought with everything's electric, I was just like, just sing She's Electric and be done with it. That's what you want to do. That's what you're trying to do. Just um, just stop it. But Key, um, I'm going to come to you. Is it potentially going to be a difficult third album for Liam Gallagher or is it in the bag? You know what? I, I don't think it'll be difficult and I think he will get number one. But I don't think it's going to reach the levels of the first two. And that's not a criticism because the first two were just... Quality. I mean, as you were, you know, you, I remember, you know, I think we've all seen the documentary about him. And then I remember when it was being teased and people just thinking he's just going to fail here. It's just not going to work. And as you were, came out and it was unbelievable. And then to go back to back with why me, why not, pretty much just rolling through that momentum. And then to release that as well was unbelievable. I still think the album would be good, don't get me wrong. Um, the, out of the three of them, they're all good tunes, and I think he stripped it back quite a bit. They're coming for you. you hear that sound? They're coming for you. Um, he stripped it back quite a bit, and they're, they're a lot more simple, these songs, a lot more catchy. I think because he's doing massive gigs uh, within a couple of weeks of the albums at Nebworth and Etihad, he's gone for those more anthemic-sounding songs. But yeah, I don't think it'll be as good as the first two, but nevertheless, still looking forward to it. Um, I don't think it'll be a bad album. Maybe just a a decent I th- album. But, I think with as um, how as you were just just like, like blew onto the scene with Wall of Glass, uh, you know, uh, five years ago. Um, so you know it's mad to think it's it's that long ago. You know that that exploded onto the scene and then he followed it up quite quickly with as uh, why me why not. We were all like, wow, where has this come from? And then he has kind of let obviously COVID and everything like that has has happened. Um he has kind of let it simmer a bit mm. maybe this is a actually i'm showing that i can do something different which quite a lot of people have said that liam gallagher can't do um yeah. so maybe maybe this is improving proving them wrong whether whether it's good album a bad album an average album it doesn't matter i'm telling you now when it gets released and then he does those gigs in the summer the momentum and the fanfare will hit us all like a steam train it will still be massive. It will. It'll still be huge, regardless of you know how good we think the album is or everybody else. But I guarantee it'll get a good reception. I think I'll still like it because I liked everything's electric. I'm a bit like Jay with Come On, You Know. I just it, I was almost willing it to get going a bit, and then I was like, mm, no. But Better Better Days actually was it's a bit softer, but I actually quite liked it. Um, that was that was probably what got me back into the swing of things, into the spirit of it, and going, yeah, I quite like this. So. Bit of an up and down with me so far, but you know, still listenable, and, and I'm sure he'll he'll blow the roof off the Etihad and he'll smash Nebworth. Even though, given my, my thoughts on Nebworth, you know that, but still, I'm sure it'll be a good couple of days for those people who are going. You know, I'm sure I'm sure he, I'm sure he kill it. So the rest of the, uh, the the track list on the album, if you're interested, is more power, diamonds in the dark, um, don't go halfway, too good for giving up was not meant to be come on you know everything's electric the world is in need moscow rules which is you know <laughs> written po- before um political things in the world are happening <laughs> uh, i'm free that's the two good songs back to back in it moscow rules <laughs> and i'm free uh, better days 
and then Sweet Children. Uh, so that, like I said, out on the 27th of May, 2022. If you listen to this after that date, you probably already know this and go and buy it and go and listen to it. Uh, my last thing I am going to say, though, uh, with Liam Gallagher is, of course, we need to give our best wishes and speedy recovery to Mr Bonehead uh, as he's going through his cancer treatment recently he released a statement saying that he's just had his first round of radiotherapy and will be starting chemotherapy soon uh, so uh, Paul Arthurs Mr Bonehead please please take the time to recover to your best ability and hopefully we look forward to seeing you on stage sooner rather than later now we will actually move on to the singles this time the singles that are out I'm going to start with, well, actually, we're going to start, it's just hyper-local, this. It's super hyper-local. And we're going to be talking about everybody's favourite Wigan band at the minute, which is the Lathams. Uh, they've absolutely blown away America um, on their tour. I don't know if you've been following on Instagram, but they've been loving it over there. The reception from America has been absolutely killer. Um, so for the boys from Wigan to go and do that, absolutely good on them. Uh, and then they've released a Sad Face uh baby uh key i'm going to come back to you straight away on this um what do you think of it i absolutely love it um a couple of my mates and uh one of the lads at work who i've you know uh, will not say i forced the lands upon him but maybe i did um, <laughs> he, he said he wasn't keen but i loved it and um, i remember i was on the train up to newcastle uh, when it came out and i just banged it on and i, I must have played about 10 times in a row i mean to come off the back of a number one debut album, Meteoric Rise Through COVID, you know, getting the record deal. To then go to America after smashing a UK tour, smashing a, an American tour, and then coming back to a sold-out Empress Ballroom in Blackpool, another iconic venue, to then release this, it's just, the lads, they just can't put a foot wrong at the minute. Um, and I think this song sort of displays the, the sort of range that they can do in terms of music, but also the range of vocals that Alex Morley singer can offer it's like almost like a really big fast quick start and then it it slows down and he goes like with some really strong vocals into it the um I'm I'm lonely da 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 but then the chorus is just a complete switch from that it's like an oxymoron and it's just rapid and it's um you know sad face baby sad face girl in a mixed up messed up fucked up world like so it's almost like punk rock it's it, it's class and it just shows the, the sort of different routes they can go down and it's just got elements of different songs that we've heard him you know sing really really quick and witty you know in um i see your ghost with the verses in that you know they're, they're just mental but also with we've heard his vocal range on the acoustic songs the slower songs and i think this is just um wrapping everything up into to one song um yeah and i i, I really love it and you know people will say oh you're just saying that for, because they're from Wigan, but I can't I honestly cannot say a bad word about them so far. Um, they're just doing everything right. And again, I think they'll still wake up in the morning and, and pinch themselves to see how far they've come. But it's just going to keep going like that and that and that up and up and up. Um, and this tune is just the beginning of the, the next step of that journey. I, I very much think so. I mean, like you said, did you, each morning it seems like they wake up and they're just at a different level higher. Uh, Jay, I don't know if you've had a chance to to listen to the, to the. Of course he has. Of course he's had a chance <laughs> to listen to the single. Uh, but I'm going to ask you a kind of a, a proper politician's question here. Based off the back of Sad Face Baby, when are we going to see them headline Glastonbury? <laughs> if it was up to me, next year. <laughs> Dream big. Why not? 
Why not? I, I think it will be another couple of years because you've still got like other big artists still hanging around a little bit. But the, the song is fantastic. Like It's my favourite Latin song so far. And the fact that I'll probably listen to this song more than any song off the Blossoms album, considering how much I love Blossoms, I think that just really shows how much I like the song. Somebody write that down, stamp it, put it in the diary, and mark it on the calendar. Well, it's recorded forever now. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it is fantastic. It's probably the quickest I've ever learned a song full stop, like start to finish. I, I'm absolutely obsessed with it. Like when I first heard it, I was playing Xbox with my friends, and all of a sudden I started muting my mic, taking my headphones off, putting my headphones in properly, listening to song on repeat for about a good two hours while playing Xbox with my friends. Yeah, that, see, it, it songs like that, if you just do that off the back of it, it is, it must be an absolute uh, mega tune. And, and, and I know I kind of put you on the spot there saying, when do you think they'll head like last year? <laughs> but I don't think you're far wrong. I don't think they're far off. You need an, another album just to flesh out the song base that they can have. And I think they're there. I, I genuinely think they're there. And you listen to that live album that they did at Sefton Park, May as well have been in Glasgow. They, it was absolutely bouncing. So, yeah, they're just gonna keep rising and rising and rising, and no ceiling is gonna is gonna stop them. Really, is it key? Sometimes you just get a band where this this happens, and you know the the, the best one I can think of in our sort of eras, really. And obviously, Oasis did it. Not Oasis were huge, but the, we were speaking about them before. Arctic Monkeys did it. You know, whatever people say, I'm, say I'm, that's when I'm not. Off the back of that, straight into Favourite Worst Nightmare. All of a sudden, they were doing global tours. You know, there's that um, famous, infamous interview, you might be able to find it on YouTube, where um, Jamie Cook, and he doesn't do many interviews these days, you know, the guitarist, but he, he said, oh, I've got people coming up to me saying, um, oh, is it going all right? Are you enjoying it? He says, no, I'm not fucking enjoying it. I've just been to Australia, it's shit, or something like that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But they, they were just... Again, they were teenage kids, and I know the Labums are teenagers now, they're, they're a few years younger than I am, but again, they're young. You know, you're in America, you've gone from playing The Crown in Wigan to go and tour in America, but they're just taking it in the stride, and sometimes the bands just ride, you know, ride the crest of a wave, and all of a sudden you you end up headlining a Glastonbury Horror Festival, and you're like, Christ, this happened fast, didn't it? You I know, mean, the I'm... way they're going at the minute, they're going to be huge. Um, Bearing some monumental bumps in the road, which I cannot see. Uh, yeah, they're going to be they're going to be on something special, definitely. Yeah, I agree. Um, y- you've mentioned Arctic Monkeys. I have to agree, very very similar to that. And you are suddenly putting them in the ballpark up there with with some of the best that there's ever been. And if they carry on the way that they're going, they're going to be they're going to be in that discussion that you're going to have have to have. You know, when you're the future generations going, were the Lathams really that good? And you'd be like, yeah, the, the, you know, you've got to go back 60 years to find something better than them. All right, that put that puts them up there. Um, so, like the lads that learnt in Pemberton and have just conquered Philadelphia, keep keep on keeping on. Let's keep going. Not bad, uh, is it? You know, you've put Wigan f- firmly back on the map with with the music scene, and they're just kind of like the tip of the iceberg of the music that's coming out of Wigan. We've mentioned it before. There's so much good stuff coming out of Wigan and you, and you don't even have to, you know, you don't have to scratch the surface too deep and you'll find an absolute plethora of talent. And one of them, 
uh, not quite Wigan, but just down the road in Earlstown, which is kind of St. Helens, uh, is the case. And the new single, which is home time, which is oh, just it, again, it carries on from, you know, where they've left off with TV, picture, Sarajevo, things like that. It's like it's a joke how good a music that they're producing and they're not signed. No, <laughs> can we just talk about that as well? Um, I mean, that's the main thing, isn't it? Really, like I can't believe they're not signed, but at the same time, I think it's that's actually beneficial for them because every single that they've released and what you can hear on Spotify is top draw, top top draw, and they're on a UK tour at the minute. They've just been playing like they've been filling venues like the Manchester Albert Hall, which is again an, an iconic venue, and they're doing this all off their own back. It's it's incredible and. Let me tell you, you know, they're one of the most energetic, passionate, enthusiastic, likeable bands about. And they make bloody good tunes as well. And they love to have a right good party. Um, party, sorry. And Hometown, uh, the latest single. Um, I don't know about you, Robin, and Jay, if you've listened, had a chance to listen to it or not. But the, 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 the intro to it, to me, like the slow rock and roll guitar build up, reminds me of like the beginning of um, Some Might Say. And. Uh, cigarettes and alcohol with that like then then like the slow like and then eventually the drum comes in and then it does change into more of a classic indie rock vibe but that intro just had a hint of oasis for me but the 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 thing about hometown is just again how relatable it is and then being northern lads are of a similar age to us all um and they're seeing the things that we see in society today and hometown very much reflects that you know the the song itself is about the talk from about um, a certain person, a lad, you know, from his point of view about, you know, how he's just almost going through the motions of life, if you like. The only source of pleasure is um, going out in his hometown and putting his favourite tunes on in the sun. That's the chorus. But it talks about how he's now um, emptying his wages into the pockets of the people he hated when he was at school, you know, buying drugs off them and I think it reflects a lot of society and you know people we might know and stuff like that and my favorite lyric is um drowning in the sea of Balenciaga bags and cars on PCP which I just think is genius again it, I could not picture a better reflection of society than what we live in right now I, I I see these things all the time and all of a sudden they're singing about it and you're like you almost feel like well at least I'm not alone in, in that but also like it's just pure genius and it, it's so like within the times but it's arching back to that 90s sort of Britpop vibe that you know gets you going and you just want to go mad to it you just want to grab a beer and go mad to it and that is you know what music is is partially about for me you know the, the escape of escapism and all that away from reality but sometimes you just want to bang on a tune and just you know have a right good go um so that that is hometown in a nutshell for me and yeah long, long may it continue for them lads because they're a cracking band I was going to interject at one point, but I nearly fell off my chair, so that's why I didn't. Um, <laughs> if you wonder what had happened, um, I, I was I was going to say in it, hometown um, got its first spin on Radio X's Exposure, and we know where that's led with like some mm. bands before, like Lavams. They 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 were on that Catfish in the Bottom, and look how big they got. Um, yeah. I know they've been a bit quiet for a few years now, but <laughs> you know, was it Cocoon that was on Exposure? Yeah, and yeah. That just took them. Um, uh, through the through the roof. What what I love is, and this is what I've been trying to find. It's on the K's um, tour post that they did. It was they, they took it at an arcade, and in the back it just says Dreamland. And I bet you that's what it must feel like for them 
sometimes when they wake up and they go, can't believe we're playing um, playing here again. But they're coming to the end of the tour, and but they're playing in Dublin on mm. Saturday. Um, and I believe they've, they've filled that, that venue as well. Jay, have you listened to the new K's tune? There's a, there's a there's a little grimace there. I would tell us no, that's your homework for tonight. Go and listen <laughs> to that. Yes, you can spell it in between listening to the Blossoms and uh, the Lovems, but it is a great tune. And everything you said, Key, was spot on. That's why I didn't really say anything. Cause no. you just, that's why you did the for chair, because it was that good. What I said, you just couldn't believe it. You're it, taking it back. You know. <laughs> first time ever, I was nearly speechless. Uh, <laughs> but I wasn't. Um, but it's just a great... It's a great single. Go and listen to it. Go everything we talk about. Go and listen to it. Yeah, um, we, we don't talk about anything rubbish. <laughs> we don't. We, we try and avoid it. Uh, we've mentioned them before, um, and we're going to mention them again, but this time because you know, it feels like ages. Even though like we've been allowed to go to gigs again and stuff like that, it does feel like a while since we've been to gigs. But our very own Mr. Kieran has been to a gig in Blackpool, Blackpool, and went watching the Falls. Key. Okay. How was it? Yeah, it was a really good evening. Um, and I mean, obviously, I, I just came up with this. Um, rather delightful evening. <laughs> rather delightful evening, yes. Um, I'll get into, you know, the, the bones of it in a minute and we'll have a right good laugh and all that. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to come up with, with this, not not so I could gloat to you two, but also because, you know, we had some features, didn't we? And then thought we could, we could do this. Now that we're all going to start going to gigs again, we can quiz each other about the different gigs we go to and... I know, like, Jay and yourself, you, you both went to know Gallagher. I'm not, so I can quiz you two about that, you know, later down the line. Rob, you mentioned the Killers, obviously, as well. Yeah. At Old Trafford next month, so. But you've yeah, mentioned can... good things. Me and Jay are going to know Gallagher, but we're going to know Gallagher at two different places. Yeah. So it'd be, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see, like, the variation uh, in that. I'm going watching Noel Gallagher in Delamere Forest. I believe, Jay, you're going to Colwyn Bay, is that correct? It I'm not sure correct. what... I'm not sure what the venue is in Colwyn Bay, but I'm sure it'd be wildly different to Delamere Forest. Uh, but key, yes, coming back to you, the falls in the bee pool. Yeah. Um, so obviously the day was brilliant. It was with all my mates and everything and, you know, beers and all that. I, everything you would expect with, you know, a day session and in Blackpool in particular. The gig itself, I mean, top class. I've seen them a couple of times before, but like I was saying before, when we were talking about the new album coming out, I think, they're at that stage now where they're leaving out tunes that you would love to hear because they simply cannot get them into the set list. <laughs> so one of the lads like brought up the set list before we're going. He's like, what do we think? And we're like, yeah, class. And he's saying, what what would you want to see? And I put in a few songs, which we'll, we'll talk about later. But it's just at that stage where they just simply cannot fit them in. And that's just a testament to, you know, how far they've grown. Like Rob said, and, and I mentioned before, it's been a, a longer process it's not just been smash band wallop we're at the top it's been a gradual growth over three four five six albums but yeah they, they were superb and again empress ballroom like i mentioned with adams um it's an iconic venue um but yeah if I, obviously you can ask me questions about what i thought was best in a, um, in a bit if you want but i mean the ending and um, i don't know how, how much falls you guys listen to but the last five songs was carnage um they went. They played Inhaler. Um, let me think now. Yeah, Inhaler, and then a tune called Providence of Holy Fire, which is wild. Then they went off, came back on for the encore, and they played Black Bull. What went down? Two steps twice. So for five songs, it was just chaos, absolute chaos. But yeah, they are um, 
they're a top band and and you know they've already headlined like Reading and Leeds. I could I can genuinely see them headlining Glastonbury at some stage. They've already been the sub headliner on the pyramid stage at Glastonbury. And that was like we're talking 2016, we're now in what 2022, I think. A couple of years' time, I think they could be a yeah, top of the slot. So yeah, very good night. Um and if you want to laugh, uh was smashed after the gig, went to this karaoke bar called Nobbies, sang Wonderwall. Then fell off a bar stool. <laughs> oh boy. Classic. Classic. Um, was there any songs that they didn't play that you're like, oh, kind of wish they'd had? Yeah, there's a there's a song off the first album called Red Sox Pugie, which me and all the lads love. And it's a bit of a, a cult classic amongst the Falls fans. Um, so they didn't play that. And there's a song I really like off uh, uh, Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost Part 1, I want to say called Sunday, um, which is a good tune, but I'll talk about that. I want to save that for, for a little bit later. But I think if I had to pick two, it would be them two. But, mate, there was stuff on there that they haven't done for a while, like Late Night off Holy Fire, which was like one of the lead singles off Holy Fire, um, and a tune called, I think it was Blue Blood, I can't remember, or Black Gold off Total Life Forever. But, yeah, they did songs like they hadn't done for a while, so that almost makes up for it a little bit, you know, leaving out a couple of songs, so... But yeah, that's the stage they're at, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, such, such is life. But yeah, still still top draw. Is there any... Um, was there any song that they played that kind of caught you out going, oh yeah, right, this is actually better than I was expecting it to be? Hmm. I would probably say... There's a song... and. There's a tune called Mountain at My Gates and it's off, it was off what went down and it was like one of the lead singles and it, it was played on radio quite a lot. And it's not that I don't like it. I just was never... I have it on my playlist, but I would always skip it or because I, I could listen to it, but it wasn't doing it for me. But they played it second or third and I think obviously it changed my opinion on it a little bit because when they played it live, it was really, really good. Um, and it, probably Late Night as well, like I mentioned before, Holy Fire. There's a bit where he just... Where Yanis, the lead singer, just everything, it's almost a cappella. He sings this bit like a cappella and, and he holds this note. And I'm not going to sing it, but it's the lyrics are stay with me, but he, he holds the notes on stay. And it's like, it, that was like really powerful. So probably those two really, I, I would not say I wasn't looking forward to them, but they were probably two of the tunes that I would have gone, yeah, I would have lost them for something else. But, you know, they're, they're, so, they're so good live that they do them justice, I would suppose. Interesting that you said, you know, you'd lost them for something else because that'll bring us on to slightly later. Jay, have you got any questions for Key and his recent uh, gig to Blackpool? You mentioned how like the last five songs was like absolutely carnage. So like, could you like maybe like somewhat what the whole like the atmosphere of like the whole like start to finish just because like it's like a gig back, mm-hmm. so you know, try and sum it up. Yeah, don't get me wrong, it's not. It wasn't, you know, um, it wasn't like it was boring and then you know just took off at the end. I think. Those those songs what they play at the end are probably some of the heaviest songs because they have they have quite of a array of tunes if you know what I mean so there's, there's some heavier stuff there's some poppy stuff some really like slow deep meaningful stuff for example a tune called Spanish Sahara it's about six minutes long and Total Life Forever that is a really deep song really slow and um, sort of soft in, in a way and then it it builds up to a big crescendo at the end so it was up and down up and down i mean they started with wake me up which is was the lead single off the upcoming album and that's like we're saying before a bit funky a bit jazzy going back to sort of the first three albums holy fire total life forever antidotes all them combined into one so 
you know, it was just, there's like little pockets throughout where it was, you know, deep. Everyone was like getting into the emotion of it. You know, there's some dancey, dancey bits to it with like waking me up, like I was saying. And then right at the end, it was like the heavy stuff, like let's have a full on mosh pit and just go wild. And then Yanis, the lead singer, he just loves it. He gets proper involved. When he does what went down, he doesn't play guitar. So he's just on the mic and he always comes to the barrier. You know, he's in with the crowd and stuff. So it just, yeah, there's that like real connection throughout, I suppose. You're never really lost. Even when it slows down or anything, you always feel like you're with them, if that makes sense. So that's the best way I can describe it. Just taking you through a roller coaster of genres, really, and then just trying to kill you off at the end. <laughs> well, what a summary for the, of the falls that is. And I, I tell you what, I'm ready for a gig now. Mm. We should go and find one. We should go and find one right now. It's a shame 53 degrees in Preston isn't open anymore. Drive up to there, get into a gig for a tenner. It might turn to quiz you too soon, so get ready. Yeah, we'll have a good chat there. We've got, uh, like we said, uh, Jay and I are going to watch Noel Gallagher um, in June and myself and Keith are going watching The Killers at uh, the Old Trafford Cricket Ground in June as well. Uh, but we are coming towards the end of the podcast again, but we're going to stay with the Foles and we're going to stay with Kieran because it's his time to uh, pull together his Foles super album. If you want to try and do this at home and you're wondering what, what is a super album, you get the whole back catalogue of all their songs, including their new songs. And you've got to pick 10 songs. Um, it's I wouldn't say it's like Desert Island Diss. It's kind of like what we think of the 10 essential songs that if you want to listen to, if you need somebody to listen to them, you've never heard of them before, start with these 10 and then progress into that. Um, you can find all of the other super albums that we've done um, on spotify uh they'll be they'll be under there as long uh, along with the rest of our podcast as well they're on spotify um apple music google wm35 music facebook twitter instagram where else are we i think that's it i, th- I think i've got us covered and that's a nice little bit of a bit of a filler just so think he's ready set <laughs> rested his voice uh to give us um the full super album which will be uh what will the full super album be Okay. It's been a while, so I'll try and get this right. Uh, <laughs> immortalised via the medium of Spotify, Spotify playlist. So you got it wrong. It's been, I'm rusty. I'm rusty. There you have it. So it'll be immortalised via the medium of a Spotify playlist. Like I said, you can get the rest of it on there. And there's some pretty interesting um, albums there. But this one is going to be The Falls by Mr. Making. So Key, take us away, honey. And disclaimer, just quickly, because we spoke about it before and we have sort of promised it and Jay mentioned it. We are going to do a combined one next time um, of, well, what would you say? Undervalued Manchester songs? Yeah, undervalued Manchester songs, songs that people probably wouldn't think to pick from artists that they probably know quite well. Yeah, so we will get to that. We promised it, yeah. Jay brought it up the other night. We're like, yeah, and then was like, oh. I brought it up the other night. Well, you, you know. Between us all. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, right, let's go. So I was doing this, and like I said about the set list before, um, if they're struggling to put songs into an 18-song set list, then you can only imagine how much I struggled putting together this 10-song list. But I did it anyway. Um, Just a pre-one, and I'm very biased towards the debut album, Antidotes. Um, And there's maybe one or two songs that, well, maybe one that you guys will pick up on because it's probably the most popular one, but but we'll get to that anyway. So first up is a is a track off um, 
Antidotes, and this is one of my favourites. They very rarely play it live anymore, and it's called Bloons. Um, and I picked it just because of the. I thought it was a nice intro. Um, it's just sort of this. This angle, album's like very jangly, and it just starts with like a. Just listen to it. I can't explain what I mean. It just it sounds like an intro, so that's why I picked it, and it's my favourite song. So it's in the. So that's off Antidotes. The second song um, is off Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost Part Two which was the second part of the double album in 2019. And it's called The Runner. Don't know if you've heard it. Good tune. It was on the radio. Jay's nodding profusely. So that's a nice seal of approval. But that's a nice um, indie rock song. Quite catchy. And then I've gone through, again, two more songs of Antidote, surprisingly. So one's called Olympic Airways, which has been a staple of the set list um, for years. And that's like really sort of, um, you'll know better than me, Rob, but you know the notes on the guitar that are really close to the bottom of the the high yeah. pitch notes. I don't yeah. actually have a name, but it's the, the riff to that is very high pitch notes, but it's like almost gives you that sort of I don't know yeah. dreaming away feeling. You know what I mean? Your mind can go elsewhere. When you listen to it. Love that tune. And then following that, in number four is uh, Red Sox Puget, which was the song I was talking about before, which me and all the lads really love. Just as a re- again that as a um, really good drum beat to it and then a big crescendo um, similar to, to Spanish Sahara like I was mentioning but not as slow in the in, in the, the build up initially and then finally um, on well I'd say final final on the A side number five I've gone with Sunday which was a track that I mentioned before that I would have liked to see in the set list and this is um, it's quite a chilled song um, it's a song we first listened to it and at the start to the middle you would say it's a song that you would listen to on a Sunday, which I'm assuming is why you would, you know, why it would be called Sunday, because it's quite chill, it's quite calm. But then it goes into, like, this ending, and it's it sounds like Born Slippy. It, it, it's, like, it, it's really, like, such a contrast of what it turns into. And, like, it's, if you listen to it, you'll know what I mean. It's like the vocals are, like, obviously he's not screaming lager, 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 but, like, the... You'll know what I mean if you listen to it. It just has that bone stuffy feel to it, which is probably why I love it, because I was like, yeah, like, party time. You thought you were on the set of trains. But... Yeah, and then I woke up. <laughs> um, Choose life. So flipping over to the B-side, um, I've gone with a track from the second album, Talk Life Forever, Black Gold. Um, it's, it's about five or six minutes, but um, again, I picked it for the ending. I think all, all of false tunes always have like a big crescendo to them no matter whether they're a slower tune or a heavy one or whatever there's always a big drop at the end i think it's just because they like see people go mad but yeah that 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 has like a a really cool drop at the end and then i've gone with for six seven eight uh, sorry seven eight nine and ten i can't count bloody hell i've gone with the um four of the last five tunes what i mentioned before at the gig i've gone inhaler off holy fire Providence off Holy Fire, What Went Down off, well, the title track off the album, What Went Down, and Two Steps Twice, which is um, the iconic ending track that they've always used throughout the career, and that's from Antidotes as well, uh, just for pure madness, really, and just because it was absolutely crazy at the gig. I mean, there's honourable mentions. There's a tune called The French Open, which was on Antidotes, the first track on Antidotes, which is, this is going to sound mad, but it's some of the lyrics are in French, and it's talking about tennis. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it works and it that's become like a 
like I was saying about Red Sox Pugio, like being a cult classic amongst fans, that is, that's almost become a cult classic, and they, they drop it in every now and again. And um, I've never seen them do it live, but one of my mates, Tom, who really got me into the falls initially, he's seen it once, and he said it was just madness. Everyone just lost it. Um, Spanish Sahara, which I was talking about before, that's quite an emotional tune. That's off Total Life Forever. My number is the one that maybe you guys thought could have made it. I would argue that that's the most popular tune. I think that's the tune, obviously it's off Holy Fire, like Rob was mentioning before, but I feel like that's the tune that got them over that line of popularity because that was on the radio and that introduced them to a wider audience. Um, and then a few more, Snake Oil off What Went Down, that's one of my favourites. In Degrees, which I mentioned very early on in the podcast, um, really catchy riff to that one. That's off Everything Not Save Will Be Lost Part 1. And then Wake Me Up, um, lead single off the new al- upcoming new album just really like catchy really disco really funky just a all round happy good tune so a few honourable mentions that was really tough but yeah managed to pull it together managed to pull it together uh, no no mention of Bad Habits off Holy Fire uh, which is also a great tune Holy Fire as, as an album uh, by Falls along with Antidotes for me are just head and shoulders above yeah I, I above. would argue that Holy Fire is what made them I yeah think that was the stepping stone into what what they've become I, I would agree and to sum sum up a bit of statistical analysis for why my number is the most popular false track it's been played 228 million 823,724 times on spotify alone there you go then. there, you, there you go so yeah it is the popular uh key if you can just whittle us off uh, rattles off sorry one to ten and then of course you can listen to this in the immortalised playlist on Spotify. Yep, so at one, we've got Balloons. At two, it's The Runner. At three, we've got Olympic Airways. Four, Red Sox Puget. Five, Sunday. Six, Black Gold. Seven, Inhaler. Eight, Providence. Nine, What Went Down. And finish off at number ten, it's Two Steps Twice. And that is my full super album. And that is the full super album. And that is the full podcast for this time my thanks go to kieran and jay thank you very much for giving up your time uh, we'll try not to leave it as long next time but we can't make any promises because you blink and it'll be september <laughs> that's just how the days and the years go at the minute well, uh, no thank you very much gentlemen for taking your time out of your tuesday evening to talk about music uh jay your knowledge on the blossoms of course second to none <laughs> as always uh, but that, like I said, that is all we've got time for. You can catch up on the rest of the podcast if you want to go back and, and listen to uh, either the trio of us talk or just me and Key and our on cloud podcast where we'll take a little bit more in-depth look in some particular songs and some particular bits of music. Uh, I've been Robert Lee and you've been listening to the WN35 Music Podcast. <laughs>